Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, John Schneider, a singer. Oh. Wonderful, wonderful guy. You're way more important <laughs> than, than me, that's for sure. No, no, it's your show, Frank. <laughs> Come on now. Well, listen, you're. Uh, your show was seen by millions of people and uh, many of your shows. You look at your resume and, and, and you see a mile long and, and recent stuff. You've got, you got a lot of stuff in 2016, 2017, 2000, you know, now uh, you, you're getting a ton of work. Uh, you, you like to work or you just is it just coming well, in? Well, you know, I, no, I don't think I get work. I make it. Yeah. You know, I've always been – the reason why I've worked so much is uh, – or been around for so long, I think – you know, I'm from Mount Kisco, New York, and I, I was never raised to believe that work was something that happened. That work is something you go get or you create, you know. So uh, if you look on the IMDb, the last seven movies I did, we did it at uh, my studio in Louisiana. Uh, Alicia and I met almost four years ago, and uh, she and I have made seven movies since we met and recorded. This is crazy. I can't believe this. We recorded 34 songs already this year, and we're releasing one song a week for all of 2018. Wow. So, uh, oh, yeah, cool. and, you know, I'm, I'm having a ball doing a show called The Haves and Have Nots with Tyler Perry, and that, that show's on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, we come back, I think, May 1st. The, yeah, May 1st is Tuesday, May 1st. We come back on the air, and it's, it's just been great, 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 great. Yeah, well, it's, but yeah, yeah, it's, I, I believe in I believe in making making your own destiny. <laughs> well, well, look, the other thing you have is, and and I love your music. You do wonderful. You have a wonderful voice. You 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 put together wonderful albums. You have almost ten albums. Is that right? Am I am I right? Actually, no. There's there's sixteen. Oh, see, yeah. I mean, that's that's there's sixteen. My first uh, first album I did was on. Uh, Actually, before Dukes of Hazard, a thing called Small One. But then the first one anybody heard about was on uh, Scotty Brothers, distributed through CBS. And that's where uh, It's Now or Never yeah. <laughs> came from. Yeah. Uh, and I was so it was so cool because that was, uh, gosh, I did that in 1980. And my producer was Robbie Porter. And Robbie had just finished producing all of the Air Supply music. Yeah. So, you know, at, at that point, I was like I was hanging out with, with royalty because Robbie Porter was producing my new stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, I love telling stories. I love a great melody. I love a great lyric. Uh, love a great movie. You know, I really I really enjoy feeling something. Yeah. And I think uh, music and movies and television should they shouldn't just be, you know, noise over there in the corner of the room. They should actually uh, make you experience something. You know, Scotty Brothers. You know, just to, not to focus too much on that, but they they had Survivor. They had a great run, and I, I don't know. Oh, I remember. I heard yeah. "Eye of the Tiger" in the uh, in the control room before anybody else heard it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, when, unbelievable. Now, when when did you you came before Survivor? Right, they signed Survivor after they they released. Yeah, you? Survivor. I think would have been eighty two, maybe eighty two, eighty three. Um, so yeah, I was before Survivor. Uh, they also had a, a wonderful singer songwriter named Fred Noblock. Uh, they did a lot of stuff. They did a lot of music. Um, yeah. I think before me may have been that they, they were, we called it bubblegum back then. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think Leif Garrett was ah, on Scotty Brothers yeah, too. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think, but they were great. But that was in the days when you, you would go, uh, 
radio station to radio station and record store to record store like Tower and Turtles and all those all those places, Peaches in the, in the south uh, southeast. Yeah. Um, and you know what's interesting is that's exactly what I'm doing now, that I'm an independent artist. Uh, Alicia and I and a, a wonderful drummer by the name of Paul Lyme, we produce all the new stuff, but we finance it as well, and we distribute it through CD Baby, which means you can find it on iTunes and Amazon. You can you can find it uh, Spotify or Shopify. You can find it in all those places. But I am back in the business of going from radio station to radio station, meeting independent radio stations, meeting some iHeart radio stations, meeting all these different people who are uh, really excited about new independent music. Yeah. So what are, the, what are these to say? The more things change, the more they stay the same? Yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, other than other than Turtles and Tower Records and Peaches Records not being around anymore, uh, it seems like I'm right back in 1980, uh, traveling around with Ben Scotty, getting the music played. Yeah, that's, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Let, let me remind folks that are just turning on their radios or just tuning in to us a little bit late. John Schneider is our very special guest, wonderful actor, singer, uh, songwriter, a little bit of everything. Very talented guy. <laughs> He's got a resume a mile long. People always think Dukes of Hazard, and which is great, by the way. Yeah, it, it was it was a hit show, pop uh, pop culture icon, no doubt. But so much more no to your uh, to your your career than that. Tremendous amount of work. Frank McKay here with John Schneider. Uh, let me go back to something you said. I mean, the sixteen albums. Uh, just yeah. to just to put that in perspective, there there are bands out there that that never get to the ten album mark. And they've had careers for thirty years, forty years. A, a ten album band nowadays is is a rarity. You just don't have a lot of that. People put out an album and then they just you know they perform off of it. And by the way, if it works, I'm not critiquing that. I'm not uh, criticizing that. I should say, and and I'm not uh, disparaging that. But I, I love right. the fact that you have sixteen albums out. Uh, you're constantly doing something. You're constantly working. I mean, uh, you know, it's got to come from your roots. What what did your folks? Well, for a living. I'm trying to, uh, this, the new project is called The Odyssey. That's 52 songs for 2018. Yeah. And, you know, I think once you get, uh, I'm 58 years old, and I think once you are, are unquestionably past the middle, closer to the end than you are to the, than you were to the beginning, yeah. that all of a sudden you start, I think, if you're a, if you're a self motivator, you start saying, you know, well, I want to, I want to do, I want to evolve. I want to do more. I want to tell. I want to tell new stories in a different way, or I want to tell old stories in a new way. Um, and there, there becomes a, for me anyway, there, there became a, a passion and a fire after fifty, where I started writing uh, screenplay after screenplay. Uh, and like I told you, we've done the, we've done six of the seven that we've done are films that I wrote. Mm. So there's this this burning desire in my soul to express myself more now um, because Dukes was great and Smallville was great. And I love working on the haves and have nots. And I've done a, I don't know how many movies I've done. I mean, it's crazy. I, I look at my own IMDb page and go, what in the world? I, wow. <laughs> but, but before 50, there were other people. I was helping other people tell their stories. Other people live their dreams. Other people express themselves. But after 50, I thought, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I, want to, I want to express my own, my own self, my own stories, my own history, my own 
uh, sometimes unusual perspective on comedy or on tragedy. So that's the movies, and you can see them. You can get a hold of them at johnschneiderstudios.com. They will, I think they will surprise you. They are, they are different and thought-provoking and unusual. They're like, like horror comedy and, uh, and revenge comedy. Somebody saw one we did called Four to Go. It stars Dean Cain and Buff Bagwell and a bunch of great, great folks. And they said, you know, if, if Death Wish were a comedy, it would be four to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's okay. That's, that's cool. That's unusual. But um, I urge people to go, go look. You can, you can buy the DVDs. Or you, can, uh, you can rent the movies just like, uh, just like you can at Amazon. You just go to my website and check out uh, four to go or check out Anderson Bench. Um, I, I think, like I said, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. But uh, it's it's been a great, great ride. And now that I've I've been doing these these great songs uh, for the Odyssey, what happened is the first uh, the first twenty two songs we did were all written by other folks, and but I got to meet and write with them. So the next set of twelve, I co-wrote a couple of them, and the next set of twelve we're doing, I will have uh, co-written almost half of them. So by the time we get to the uh, the last five or six songs, I'll I'll have co-written all of them with amazing writers like Chuck Cannon and Bobby Tomerlin and Bill Anderson and Paul Overstreet, so uh, and Jim Martin. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited. I feel like I'm about twelve years old. Well, you, like you, I'm just starting. Well, it's it's coming out. I mean, you, you sound you sound enthusiastic and you've got to be enthusiastic to be prolific and it's, it's good stuff. I mean, your music is, is wonderful. You're ah, not, thank you. You're not just, you know, cranking out stuff. You're, you're putting a lot of time and a lot of thought into this. John Schneider, everyone is the voice that you're hearing Frank McKay here <laughs> with uh, actor, singer, John Schneider. And if you could, uh, if you could remember this and, and write it down, if you're not driving uh, May 22nd, right, you're going to do a live streaming. Oh yeah. Yeah, and all you have to do if you go to uh, if you go to my Facebook page is John Schneider Studios, or if you just go to the website John Schneider Studios, we're going to put up the uh, it's a stage it concert, and technology Frank is so amazing that, that what happens is I I plan this concert, a buddy of mine and I do a concert live from the Moonshine Barn, which is right there at John Schneider Studios in Holden, Louisiana, and you can be there, but you don't have to show up. You can watch it on your laptop, on your desktop, on your phone, on your tablet. All you do is, is click and you get a ticket and tickets are free. And if, if, uh, if you think that, uh, that you saw something of value, then you, you throw money in the tip jar when the concert's over. Just like the old days when I played uh, in the, the bars in Atlanta. So it's called John Schneider. The Odyssey Continues. So if you just go to johnschneiderstudios.com, you will see uh, you'll see a link down there where you can get yourself a ticket. And on May 22nd, you can sit in your the comfort of your own home, watch and listen to me on your phone or on your television or however you stream stuff. You can you can sit there and watch this brand new concert with a lot of the old music. And I had the in the 80s, I had four number one songs, Frank. I had, yeah. I had four number one songs in wow. the 80s and I think 10 top 10 top 10 songs in the 80s. But I'll do a bunch of those, and I'll do a bunch of the new songs. I'll take a couple of requests. It's it's so easy, so much fun. That uh, and this is only the second one I've done, but I'm really I'm really getting hooked on stage it. And talk about musical diversity. The, the, an old friend of mine that turned me on to stage it is uh, Brett Michaels. 
Yeah, from so, poison. From poison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Brett, Brett uses stage it all the time, uh, and he's the one that told me about it. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. May twenty second, six o'clock Central Time. Well, everyone, tune into that. Buy that. And uh, you don't have to leave your living room to, to see a concert. And that's that's a, right. That's and it's idea. free. And if it doesn't suck, pay me something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let, let me just say, I'm, I'm impressed with, with the technology that you use. A lot of guys, I'm 51, right? So I'm, I'm right behind right. you. A, a lot of guys our age uh, either run from it, avoid it, or whatever. I mean, you're talking about Spotify. You're talking about, uh, you know, every... Uh, everything to to do that uh, really is modern modern day marketing. You you get it, and and I guess you somewhere along the line you you got like a do it yourself gene in there. And I don't know if it's from from uh, early on in in your life you learned. I don't know what your folks did for a living, but I mean it's uh, uh it's you got a good work ethic and you got a you got an attitude towards um towards modern technology that's great and you utilize well you it. really you really have to and, and my folks work very hard my mom worked for ibm in the daytime and then ironed clothes at night to pay for her car yeah uh my dad was self-employed in automobile impulse automobile upholster in mount kisco new york so uh i i grew up with if you want something done right do it yourself um and I watched, I watched later as email came in, I watched my, my mother's relationship with her grandchildren vanish because she would not, she refused to embrace the computer because it replaced her job at IBM. She was in oh. graphics. Oh, wow. But she refused to do it. And because she refused, she would send letters, snail mail letters to the, to the grandchildren to addresses they hadn't had in, in, uh, so she she lost her relationship with the grandchildren, and when she passed away, she had no relationship with her grandchildren. And uh, I I watched somebody's animosity toward technology really destroy three wonderful relationships. So that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen with me. I'm going to embrace technology. I'm going to make sure that I use it. I'm going to learn something new about it every day, and uh, I'm going to utilize it to make sure that. These new stories, these new concepts, these new uh, these new ideas, whether they be through movies or music or television, uh, that come out of my soul. I can't make people buy things, but I can make sure that they're available. So my content is out there on every conceivable uh, piece of technology you can find. And if it's not, then send me a letter at my website, johnsnyderstudios.com, and say, hey, dude. You don't know about this. Here, let me tell you about this, and I'll learn it. I'll figure it out. Mm. Very cool. May 22nd, everyone. Make sure you uh, you do that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people probably are surprised uh, that you mentioned Mount Kisco. I think maybe because of, uh, you know, your your different roles, people people see you as a Southerner or a Midwesterner. You started out <laughs> here, and you moved yeah. as, as a teenager, right, down to Atlanta? I moved my... my uh... I moved from Mount Disco with my mom. She worked for IBM. She was uh, transferred to Atlanta in 74. So I was 14. Oh. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a, a Little League, Mount Kisco, Leonard Park, Dom's Sporting Goods sponsored, Tom Seaver, uh, Tom Seaver Mets, Gil Hodges fan. So you know, I, that's, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm an amazing Mets. I was, you know, I was, I was glued to the television uh, in 1969 when, when we won, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's that's me, and yeah, people people think of me as a uh, as a southerner. But I tell you what, uh, Mount Kisco is beautiful. That whole part of part of New York 
is uh, is really a paradise. I mean, it's it's ferns and uh, moss and rocks that have water coming out of them, and springs and grain silos and cows and you know, it's it is very much a uh, a Dukes of Hazard looking area. It's it's Katona. very nice. It still is. It's yeah. still a very nice. And, place. You know, now it's very highbrow. When I grew up there, it was not very highbrow. We had we had a you know, I lived in a in a, a four story. Uh, an apartment up in uh, up in Mount Kisco uh, off of Carpenter Avenue called Kisco Gardens, and uh, you know now even that's a little highbrow. But but I tell you when I was when I was there, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> you could not find a latte in Katona. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, again, let me remind folks: John Schneider is the voice that you're hearing, uh, singer and uh, an actor, and just he's got a resume a mile long, sixteen albums. Uh, to his credit, which is uh, it, which is unbelievable. It's a great, great career. A lot of number ones, four number ones in there, and a bunch of top tens. And of course, the Dukes of Hazard and Smallville, and probably about 150 other things that uh, easily uh, <laughs> that, that that you could point to. Uh, Frank McKay here with John Schneider. John, uh, moving to Atlanta when you were a kid. I, I mean, at what point are you starting to think music, entertainment? Were you already thinking uh, lifelong? Oh, I was already doing it. I was already doing it. I was doing it. Uh, I, I used to do magic shows as a as a kid. I, I had an ad in the uh, in the local penny saver, so I would do magic shows at ten or eleven years old for kids' parties. Um, the first play I did was a musical called The Mikado. I did in elementary school. Mm. Um, when I was twelve or thirteen, I, my mom sent me up to uh, Lake Sunapee, New Hampshire, uh, for a, a a camp called Beginner's Showcase, where you worked on plays and musicals and magic and whatever it is you were interested in. It was a great, great place. So I started in, in 68. I started doing, I, I knew what I wanted to do, knew what I was, I was designed to do, if you will, when I was eight years old. So by the time I got to Atlanta in 74, there was a, a lot of, a lot of theater in Atlanta. There was on stage Atlanta and uh, the Academy theater, the Alliance theater, the Fox theater, all these, all these different theater groups in Atlanta. And I had a, a, a great fortune of having a, uh, a very musical theater minded uh, chorus teacher named Tom King, uh, who put me, I auditioned at, in the ninth grade, I auditioned for the lead in what was basically the senior musical, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Mm, wow. And uh, this man, I was, so I was 14 years old. And uh, I won the lead part. I got Tevya in Fiddler on the Roof, and that that changed my life because this this man, Mr. King, uh, recognized a passion in me at 14 years old that I don't think he'd seen before. Uh, and I'm very proud to say that after after I graduated, a couple of years after I graduated, he and his wife took a sabbatical. Uh, she accompanied him, and he was is still an amazing tenor. So he. He was inspired by by my tenacity and success to go and travel Europe as a uh, as a tenor with his wife accompanying him on the piano. So he helped me realize my dream, and I helped him live his. Do you do much stage work now? Are you uh, you still into stage work? Uh, no, the last last show I did was Chicago on Broadway, uh, Billy Flynn, and that's been maybe ten years. So no, I haven't done it in a while. Uh, I'd love to get back into that, but we're going to uh, we're actually talking about taking some of these songs from the Odyssey and seeing if we can't formulate a musical out of them. Uh, there'll probably be the Chuck Tannen songs, uh, 
Chuck is a very prolific writer. He wrote uh, How Do You Like Me Now and An American Soldier. Uh, I Love the Way You Love Me. Uh, one of my new songs is called We All Give God the Blues. Uh, so I might I might do that. Uh, I was friends with Roger Miller, acquaintances anyway, when uh, when he was doing Big River. Yeah. Uh, and I happened to be in Frankie Valley's world when the uh, when Jersey Boys came around. So I've seen it happen. Yeah, well, also so, Chicago. Uh, I mean, that's a, it's a big time gig. Oh, Chicago's uh, great. Yeah, Chicago's a great show, and it's a great it's a great role. You, you don't come in for twenty minutes, and then you leave ten minutes before it's over. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, how long did that run last on Broadway? That's a that's a oh, it's still show. going. Chicago's still well, going. What yeah, they do you, is uh, the, how, how the Weislers. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think I did it for four months or that's a three nice or four run. months. And prior to that, I'd done Grand Hotel. That was back in nineteen ninety. Uh, Tommy Toon show there at the Martin Beck Theater, uh, and I did that for 487 performances wow. of Grand Hotel. I think I was the longest running Baron uh, in that show. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 103.9. I'd like to welcome LI everyone News back Radio. to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, jumping right back in with John Schneider. Uh, John Schneider, you know his work from the Dukes of Hazard and Smallville and so much more. Uh, 16 albums, four number one hits, uh, great career. He's put together a wonderful career. Uh, again, Frank McKay here with John Schneider. You know, but it, it, you've had some career. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, people get <laughs> caught up on the on all the pop culture iconic stuff. Uh, but again, John Schneider. Uh, has put together one hell of a career, still going so strong. But I, I, I just getting started. Just Frank. getting started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And actually, you were saying you're closer to the end than you are to the beginning. People are living to a hundred uh, now. I mean, people are, you know, people are getting healthy. Yeah, but there's not that many hundred and sixteen year olds out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're right. It's right. hard to argue middle age at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. I get that, but I mean, there's still a lot of time in there. Could you envision yourself at any point um, retiring? Is there any sense to to retire? Oh no, 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 no. No, this is there's more stories to tell. And I tell you, Frank, I, I, I'm going to harp on this a little bit. Watch one of the movies we made. Watch either Anderson Bench, Four to Go, or Inadmissible. And if and, and folks, I'm I I am in Anderson Bench and uh, Four to Go just a little bit, but I'm I'm the uh, I'm the lead in Inadmissible. If you want it, if you want a a window into what makes me tick. Uh, watch one of those movies, and I think you will be. I think you will be very, very surprised, and you'll go. I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. That's why this guy wants to tell stories. He's got very good stories to tell. So, <laughs> so uh, I, please go go to johnschneiderstudios.com and get a hold of one of those movies. Yeah. Uh, if you if you watch one and, and it sucks and you say this is the worst thing I've ever seen, <laughs> then then say that and buy a T-shirt or a record and say that in a note and I'll refund your money. Yeah, well, great. Listen, nobody's going to take you up on it because uh, it's it's good stuff. I mean, you put together uh, again. You're putting together a nice body of work. I mean, still going strong. Frank McKay here with John Schneider, actor. 
uh, singer, uh, Broadway star. I mean, he hasn't been in there in a while, but I mean, wow. Chicago and, and, and Grand Hotel, uh, tremendous career, uh, you know, not only on TV uh, and on record, but on stage. Uh, and uh, what did you say, six uh, six or seven of your screenplays you turned into movies? Yeah, yep. We've done, uh, we've done six of them already. Uh, I write all the time. And four to go is a, uh, I, I think a little backwards, which I, which I think of course is cool. The, it's the fourth, it's the first one in four films. So the first one is called four to go. The second one is called three to get ready. The third one is called two for the show. And the fourth one is called one for the money. Oh, very cool. No, okay. I get it. So yeah, there's a little, there's a little, uh, a little glimpse into the, into my sense of humor. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 I promise you'll love for to go. Oh, my gosh. It's, well, it'll make you it'll make you laugh in places you never thought you would laugh. Now, do you, <laughs> do you get involved with the distribution uh, of this? I mean, is it are you hands on with everything? I mean, because. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, I did one movie before Alicia and I met. I did a movie called Smothered, which is a horror comedy. I wrote that, and that stars uh, Kane Hodder, who was Jason, uh, uh, Don Shanks, who was Michael Myers, Ari Mihailov, who was Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's a horror comedy about all those guys having a terrible convention and getting hired to go haunt an RV park for the weekend <laughs> for $1,000 each. Yeah, right? That's so funny. that movie... That movie was financed by other people, and then I did find a distributor for that movie. They've had the movie now for three years, and uh, neither myself nor my financiers have seen a penny from it. So the outside distribution model for me just doesn't work because then I'm no longer hands-on, and I, I really don't know whether or not the movies are selling or not i mean i can't believe that in that amount of time these people have not recouped their money yeah so so i don't want to be in that i don't want to be in that in that uh mindset anymore so alicia and i distribute our our own films that's why i keep harping on the john schneider studios.com because that's the only place you can get any of these movies but Frank, I've seen it happen in the music business. Once, once one of your songs breaks out and becomes a hit, people go back and they buy all the other songs. Yeah. So once one of these films breaks out and becomes a hit, and because we don't have a huge overhead, I mean, we, if we could sell 100,000 units of any one of these films, we'd be way in the chips. Uh with a distributor, we'd probably have to sell half a million to even get one chip. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we're doing it ourselves. Yeah. It's um, it, it's fascinating. Let me let me just again remind everyone we've got a couple moments left with John Schneider. Appreciate his time here. May 22nd. You can see a, a live stream of, of John and, and absolutely see this. And uh, you will you will be very impressed. And John, give the website again. Give your website. John Schneider Studios dot com. John Schneider Studios and Studios has an S at the end dot com. 
And uh, I'm going to put up a, a link to the concert. I'll put that up as soon as we hang up. I'll put the link up. So all you have to do is go click on it. And uh, it will say purchase a ticket, but the tickets don't cost anything. Just click on that, and you'll see that the tickets are free. And I think there's a tip jar there. Uh, <laughs> That's great. I would wait until after the concert. If you want to throw something in, fine. But me personally, I'd wait until see if I got my money's worth when it didn't cost anything. <laughs> That's great. Hopefully people will be honorable and, and, and get this. This is cool. You know, I'm... people are. People yeah. are. I think especially when they know that you are truly independent. You know, we're not operating within the confines of any known structure. We are making this up as we go along, using all the latest technology that we can, learning everything that we can. And uh, Alicia and I hit the ground running every day. This is what we do, and uh, we need people to to go to the website. We need people to buy the music, uh, and then we need them to share, tell other people, hey, go check this out. This movie is great, or this song is great. So we're in the word-of-mouth business again, like we used to be in the 70s and 80s. Uh, but now the word-of-mouth can, uh, I mean, I can talk to people in Australia right now from my pocket. Right. So yeah. uh, it's an amazing time we live in. Right. Yeah, it is. And, you know, this business uh, inside and out, you've been doing it for a long while. You've been doing it at a high level for a long time. Again, Frank McKay here with John Schneider. Uh, John, uh, what about Hulu and, and Netflix and all these over the top, uh, you know, avenues of, of distribution? Have you guys um looked into it is it is it worth it is it not worth it I, and again pardon me no it's not it's not worth it it's not not for us uh if you have uh if you have one movie you know i know a lot of people that, that have one movie or like you said uh, very few people get to 10 albums but if you've got one piece of content and you want to and you you owe your uncle charlie seventy five thousand dollars and you need to get out from under it then maybe that's a a good place to go uh, for the consumer Hulu and Netflix and Amazon prime. That stuff is all that's fantastic because we get to watch every movie in the world for what is it still seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. We have unlimited access to every film ever made. Right. That's the consumer side. But imagine you're a filmmaker. So now you're a filmmaker you make a deal with Netflix or with Amazon Prime and you, you, your film gets thrown into a box with every film ever made that is available to anyone anywhere for $7.99 a month. Hmm. Where is a penny for you in that business model? Right? Yeah. The only thing you'll get out of that deal which is why it's okay if you owe Uncle Charlie $70,000. The only thing you will get out of that deal, it's like the old record deals, you'll get your advance. So they will buy your film. If it's great, it's got to be great. There's, there's, Netflix makes the most, the best original material of anybody on the planet. They are unbelievably talented people. But it's not the right business model for an independent filmmaker. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not... I, I was always taught, I think my dad taught me this. There are two kinds of people in the world. People who hire and people who are hired. Mm. I've never been comfortable being someone who is hired. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the, 
let Netflix be in charge of my future model. I tried that with Smothered. It ain't working. <laughs> yeah. Well, your dad was in, he was an entrepreneur, right? He was self-employed yeah, absolutely. As, absolutely. As, as an upholstery guy. And, and I guess you bring that with you. Uh, somewhere along the line, I mean, you learn to do a lot of things. And again, I'm I'm impressed by the do-it-yourself type uh, type attitude. Uh, is there anything looking ahead that you'd really like to develop more into? Obviously, uh, you know, more more with the film and everything else. But is there is there some way you're going? I mean, do you have a have a plan that's uh, that's within reach that's any different than what you and Alicia are doing right now? Well, yeah, there's a, um, there's, uh, I don't know if you have this or not, but I, I noticed that ads show up when I go watch a YouTube video or I go even on iTunes or all of a sudden this ad will pop up for, uh, the one that pops up on my world is, uh, uh, intermittent fasting. <laughs> so I obviously bought something somewhere that, that triggered this ad campaign to, to relentlessly track me down and and uh it worked i bought it and i i I feel great but i want to know how they did that so i right now i send i send uh i do email marketing so i market to people that i either know or people who are already interested because they're on my uh my facebook page or my instagram page you know, I'm I am I'm currently preaching to the choir. Yeah. I need to figure out how to make that jump where I'm because I mean, honestly with Dukes of Hazard and Smallville and all that everybody everywhere has at least a peripheral knowledge of me, which is an amazing thing to be able to say. No but doubt. it's true. No doubt about it. It is true. So if I could shift into that dare I say annoying invasive marketing plan that this guy used with intermittent fasting then i think that would bump us i think that would catapult us into the next level so i'm currently trying to figure out how he did that what what, what, what's wrong with grabbing the guy and saying hey let's let's do an interview with you and figure out what you're doing here i'll put him on i'll put him on and say let's uh uh, you know, let's figure find out it, what this guy's it. doing. I don't, I don't know how to. I don't. Have you seen that ad? You know what I'm talking about? The guy that lost all the weight and now he's intermittent fasting. And yeah, I don't know about so that ad, but I mean, I'm sure there's others like. You him. get some ad. I guarantee you, Frank. You get some ad that just tracks you down. <laughs> yeah, the cookies, everywhere you go, it might be a reverse mortgage ad. It might be a hearing aid ad. It might be a ad, six pack abs ad. But there's some. They figured out how to track you down. I need to figure that out. Well, it's it's something to do with cookies, and I, I know very little about this, and I'm not talking about Girl Scout cookies or Oreos, right? <laughs> but it's these computer cookies. If you go somewhere, you go to a site, you know, these certain cookies get uh, get uh, hooked into you, and then uh, and they could trace you. They could trace you, like, everywhere you go. I mean, it's... Um, and your buying habits and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, it could be just as easy as... Uh, is it's paid advertising? Maybe the maybe the the secret to why this guy is everywhere in my world is maybe they paid a million dollars in advertising. You know, advertising is expensive. See, I would have uh, to believe, and maybe one of the stations that are airing this, 
Um, there's got to be a, a Dukes of Hazard fan or a Smallville fan or a fan of your your music. There's got to be somebody out there, some young guy or young gal out there who's just obsessed. Yeah, they, they know how this works. So yeah. I tell you, I'm going to talk to them. Send me an email. Yeah. To John Schneider Studios at gmail dot com. John Schneider Studios at gmail dot com, and put in the subject. Your answer. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, <laughs> that I, way because I get a lot of email. That way, I'll know that this is that person. I appreciate that, Frank. This yeah. is that person that knows the answer to that question. Do, do you know? Uh, and again, John Schneider, of course, is our very special guest. You know his work from all over the place. Uh, Sixteen albums, four number one hits, uh, all types of uh, of work. Uh, and and of course the Dukes of Hazard he's always going to be known for that and Smallville and so many movies Frank McKay here a couple moments left with John I getting getting back to that point the, there's a, a almost an instant credibility if one of these one of these folks at at one of the comic cons or the chiller or whatever I mean if they want to make a name for themselves I mean you're I assume you're pretty generous with that you know like with with credentials and whatever if somebody comes along and they help you out and they say look I know how all of this stuff works let's uh, oh, let's get involved you know absolutely I, they could open up doors for themselves by learning yeah because do I don't it. need to I, I I said earlier if you want something done right do it yourself well. There are things I don't need to know. I just need to know the people who are doing them. And I need to know I can trust them. And I need to know that it works. Uh, I had a wonderful guy. Ronnie, Ronnie Fleener is our IT guy. And he came to me through an AWeber program that I, I started uh, where it's uh, email marketing. Uh, and he got to me and he said, hey, I've noticed some things about your website. I think I can help you. And we've been working together now for four years. Yeah, it's terrific. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely so. terrific. Well, let me let me ask you this, and and again, we'll remind folks to tune in uh, on a live stream on May twenty second. Uh, John yep. Schneider Studios dot com is is that correct? Yep, that's correct. And uh, and go there uh, to to see John, and it's not going to cost you anything, but uh, hit that tip jaw. That's for damn sure. And that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, aside from this, what's what's the rest of your year look like? And and let me ask you beyond that: are you are you a planner? Like, do you have the next two years? Do you have the next five years uh, plan out? Or do you kind of you know wait to see what happens, go with the flow, have a general structure? No, no, no. We plan. We plan. We've got uh, twenty more songs. No, eighteen more songs to record this year. Uh, we release one every Tuesday, like I told you. Uh, I've got a bunch of videos to do to back up those songs, to, to be follow-ups for those songs. And we also do a show, a documentary on every song we release called Artist Studio Access. Wow. So that takes, uh, that takes a, up a bunch of time. Uh, I'm doing some concert dates with a wonderful group uh, called Confederate Railroad. Yeah, great. So great we're, we're out there pressing... Pressing the music. Um, hopefully, before the end of the year, we are going to uh, we have on the books of the plan to do a, a pilot that we'll also distribute ourselves called Sleepers, which is very much like like Dukes of Hazard. It's about it's about fast cars that look like crap that, that uh, <laughs> we wind up going out and racing pink for pink and and uh, 
fulfilling people's dreams by winning exotic cars with crappy looking older cars. Um, <laughs> so we're doing that. So we, I, I do plan, but every now and again, uh, all of that will change when one of these songs or one of these films, this will be the first year we haven't made a movie, but we did do 52 songs. Um, when one of these breaks out, we will then, of course, have to shift the whole marketing plan, shift everything, and aim it towards more sales on that particular movie, whether it's Four to Go or Anderson Bench or Like Sun or Inadmissible, uh, or whether it's a, a song that uh, that breaks out and actually gets gets high up in the charts through our Odyssey project. So we we have a plan. But we also know we I, I don't believe in a in a plan B. I don't believe in a plan B. Oh, I'm good. I'm getting waved off. I got to go over here. and We're singing for Randy Travis tonight. Oh, uh, I don't believe in a plan B. I believe I believe that you need to put everything in your plan A. However, should your plan A succeed, you need to have a plan about what to do next. <laughs> well, listen. It it sounds like you're you're uh, you're beyond your time here. Uh, you're the best. Congratulations on it on a great career, ongoing career, and everything that you're doing. May twenty second uh, live stream is going to go great. I'm sure. Uh, John, one more time on the website if you if you don't mind. John Schneider Studios dot com. John Schneider Studios dot com. All right. And I, I appreciate it, Frank. This has been fantastic. Yeah, same here. Right, good luck with everything. And again, congrats on everything you've done. John Schneider, thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Frank. You'd be good. Bye-bye, buddy. You too. And I want to thank all of you. Keep my number. I will. No doubt about it. Uh, all and, right. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Frank McKay here. with. Oh, the, I do too. What, and I will see you May 22nd, everybody. We'll see everybody May 22nd. John Schneider has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking Thank you, Frank. Time.